Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about whether you can negotiate with government. The simple answer is yes, you can. But the real answer requires an understanding of what the other side wants. When you're involved in a negotiation, any negotiation, having an understanding of what the other side wants is critical to an effective outcome. When you're negotiating with a seller, they might be looking, say, for the highest price or perhaps greater certainty that the transaction will happen on time or happen at all. They might be looking for a quick closing. But when you're dealing with government, you're negotiating with people who are not owners. They're employees of the government and stewards of public resources. What drives their decision making is going to be different than a private business. In one case, we had a regulatory body imposing a different section of the building code upon a project, despite clear specification to the contrary. You might say that you can never fight City Hall, and I'm here to tell you that a well-researched and well-presented case can often result in a successful negotiation. Most of the time when you negotiate with government, you're not dealing with elected officials, but paid bureaucrats. I live in a government town. Ottawa's the capital of Canada, and I'm surrounded by government employees. From conversations I've had over the years with people in government, there are several different circumstances that require vastly different approaches. Case number one falls within defined regulations or procedures. And then the second case is when your situation falls outside a defined procedure. In the case of a defined procedure, the ability to negotiate can be much narrower, but often there are conflicting regulations and negotiation involves convincing the government official on which set of rules to apply under the circumstances. Most government negotiations fall into some variation of that idea. This type of negotiating requires deep research and the expertise of those who have an understanding of the inner workings of the government department. The second case involves circumstances where there's no defined procedure. That involves someone taking a risk and making a decision that they may need to defend in the future. For many government employees, their job is to keep their boss and the elected official from appearing in the newspaper. Any negotiation is going to require an internal risk assessment. If the government employee is comfortable with the risk, then you can effectively negotiate. But if they're not, you might be stopped dead in your tracks. When that happens, your job is to see if there's an existing regulation that's similar to your specific circumstance and try to convince the official that that rule should apply in this case. You really want to make the case of no rule look like the first circumstance of conflicting rules, where some discretion can be applied to choose the most appropriate rule to fit the circumstance. Let me give you a specific example. There are two properties that were purchased with federal deed restrictions requiring the building of affordable multifamily housing within a defined time period. In the meantime, the city changed the zoning to single family. So here we have two levels of government imposing conflicting rules. Unless both sets of rules are in agreement, the project can't move forward. The site plan application was denied by the city, citing the new zoning. The solution is to appeal the site plan application to the Zoning Board of Appeals, citing the deed restriction as a hardship. This should be a simple case where someone in the planning department could make an educated decision on what's clearly a case of injustice to the property owner. But finding someone in the zoning office who's willing to take the personal risk of making a decision was impossible. These types of situations arise frequently. There are often experts, many of them attorneys, who specialize in navigating the web of conflicting rules who can help you negotiate a winning solution. If your issue is zoning, you may consult an urban planner or a zoning attorney. If your issue relates to the building code, the same consultants could apply. In some cases, if you believe that your property use is being unfairly restricted, then a lawyer who specializes in eminent domain can argue that the municipality is effectively expropriating your property 
without properly compensating you for it as would be required under eminent domain laws. Since it's unlikely that the city is truly prepared to purchase your property at fair market value, they'll often back down when faced with such a legal argument. In one case, we had a plans examiner who didn't understand the difference between a front yard and a side yard. This was the case because the property was a corner lot, so she applied the front yard setback requirement to both the front yard and the side yard, effectively rendering the entire parcel of land unusable. We argued there could only be one front yard. Since the address could only be on one street, not two, there could not be two front yards. We were ultimately successful. As you think about that, don't be scared of negotiating with government. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.